Ladies and gentlemen, Nathan Ackies and Jamie Mackies, welcome to Worldy. Hello folks and welcome to episode 36 of Every Goal A Worldie with me in the studio as always is Mr Andy Roberts. Hello. And special guest star today, John Scott. Hello. John-O's on the pod. John-O's on the pod. John-O's on the pod. John-O's on the pod. He's on the pod. I don't get a song. Thank you. I just, you know. Uh, (laughs) Right, let's get straight into it. Uh, We had a couple of uh, interesting games, one far more interesting than the other. Reading drew 0-0 with Stoke, nothing much really happened. That's my match report. That sounds sounds pretty good. (laughs) Bloody brilliant. Yeah. Put us one point above the rally. Um, We haven't, have we spoken about the Leeds game? Because you had a Leeds game as well. We had a midweek game against Leeds. Absolutely, like... Destroyed by a proper football team. I mean, they really were a proper. I mean, <laughs> they they were very, very, very good. Yeah. Um, they could have beaten us by any number. They chose to beat us by three, <laughs> which was nice of them. Uh, we had one of those uh, three nil in the first half, and in the second half, literally nothing, yeah. which was great. Actually, it's the only game this season I've left early. Wow. Um, because we wanted to get the bus, and it was like absolutely guaranteed that we were going to lose the yeah, game. The game was so. Over. Was over. Um, but yeah, it was fine. It was a game we expected to lose and did. And then uh, we went away to Stoke, which is a very tough game. Again, we probably expected to lose as well. We got a nil-nil draw, and Rotherham lost. So that was all in all, not too bad. Fair enough. Uh, one big bit of Reading news before we got on to Oxford. Uh, Nelson Oliveira, excellent uh, Norwich City striker that we got in on loan, who was yep. doing bits, as they say, uh, has done a certain bit in that he's fucked his leg up and he can no longer play. What what is that phrase? I don't mean bits. I fucking hate football fans. I didn't know what doing limbs was for a long time. I thought doing limbs and doing bits was the same thing, but it's not. Um, I think players do bits and then fans do limbs. Fans do limbs. The idea of the limbs thing is obviously because you're jumping up and down and wave your limbs around. But I have have genuinely seen this happen where you you can actually look and tell by the people celebrating (laughs) that they are trying. Because it's almost like this micro competition between groups of supporters on social media to see, see who's... You know whose crowd does the most limbs. I think um, that has definitely impacted certainly away fan groups that they're going a bit more mental yes. for meaningless yeah. goals. Yeah, exactly. And like you yeah. know, because so, sometimes it happens, right? Yeah. You guys had that for your away game. Yeah, you have an, every so often an yeah. amazing goal. Yeah. Um, and, and and actually, we had one yesterday um, uh, to a degree, but obviously yeah. it was at home. But um, but yeah, there is there is this kind of deliberate kind of self consciousness about it's about football silly. supporters now. It's all about the kind of the image. But I mean, that's because half of them have. Themselves well, that's it exactly. For their Instagram story. It, it, it is mm. a football is now a kind of social media thing now, isn't it? Like, in fact, funny enough, there's a, a, a Bradford fan. Or we'll talk about. We'll come to the Oxford game in a bit, but there's a Bradford fan who who obviously sees himself as a bit of a. a a YouTuber, yeah. Um, and he does these little kind of video packages from all of the games. It, yeah, I mean, they're, they're okay. They're mostly thrown together, a bit kind of shoddy, but he's having a crack at it. Um, but um, but it means he spends the entire game filming it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a bit rubbish, isn't fucking it? Just 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 go to the live football. in the just now. Go to the football, Jesus. Live in the now. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. So that's what's <clears> been going on uh, with the Royals, Jono. Just going to bring you in here. Your your favourite player. Uh, midfield maestro John Swift 
He did not have a great game. No, tell us a bit about his performance against Leeds. Where do you start? Um, he's he's one of those players um, that is incredibly frustrating because at times he looks incredible. He'll take it past a few players. He'll he'll play a dreamy cross crossfield ball. He'll pick out a brilliant through ball. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> and then there are nights like uh, what was it Tuesday? Yeah. And uh, nothing went right right for him. Absolutely nothing. Sometimes maybe good, sometimes maybe shit. Yeah, Gattuso's <laughs> hit the nail on the head there. Perfect description for Gennaro about, about he, our Johnny Swift. He, he was he. I mean, he again. One of the one of the good things about him is he tries stuff. So he's not the type of player that goes missing in games. He's always active and he is always looking to get the ball my concern is that he's always willing to take a risky pass but never yeah. willing to track back and make amends <laughs> for it he just he fucks up and he's like right off to you lads there you go. <laughs> yeah that that that's frustrating as well it's not part yeah. of his game really no it didn't didn't work out for poor old john swift no there's a section of the crowd that fucking hates him as well because a, the, because he's a bit fancy you know <laughs> that, that's the thing and there, there is a there's a lot of uh hype about him i guess i mean he's still relatively young 23 24 yeah, something like that. um really? okay. so he's still he's still got potential to to be that player for for reading but i get i get the sense from what i've understood from you so far this season that the that, that bbc radio barkshire might not be fans oh my god <laughs> i couldn't you know what yesterday i couldn't even listen to the commentary because they wind me up so much they're so in the past those guys <laughs> they refuse to believe that football can be played this way with passing and stuff they just won't have it they don't want that they want it lumped up and a bit of a scramble and Brilliant. knock it in Love everything that. else really upsets them so yeah, so they they're definitely not fans of old of old Swifty or pretty much any player or anything to do with the team really. <laughs> I don't know why they're doing it. P- positives <clears throat> from that game though, Yadam yeah. had one of, one of his best games of the season. I'd he's say. Very he was good. easily our best player. I think um, he's played every minute of every game this season. Has he really? I think That's so. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. he's really really good. That boy. That's good. Um, and I'd say Elise, who came on. In the second half, seventeen-year-old yeah. Andy up from the reserves. Yeah, oh, very... crikey! Yeah, he he came on as a um, he came on as a sub against Leeds for yeah. for his uh, team debut, mm. and then he got his first start start seventeen-year-old against Stoke away. Right. Okay. He he looked he looked handy. A lot of pace. He looks like a tiny child. He, he did. So he we've about... got a couple of these lads. There's yeah. Olise, and then there's uh, Ryan East, who's another. A midfield player, more of a defensive playmaker type player. Oh my god, they look so young. But that was tough. I I really felt bad for East. I mean, he had a few good touches, but he just he looked a little yeah. bit out of his He had depth. his full team debut yeah, starting against Leeds and against one of the best teams up. in the league. I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's rough. That is rough. I mean, that and that's one of the, you know when they, when they they talk about looking after young players and and, and not. Developing yeah. them too soon, chucking them into a you know, with all due respect, and I say this coming from an Oxford fan, uh, a shit struggling relegation yeah. threatened team, yeah. chucking a player like that in might might be what the team needs potentially. Isn't necessarily great for that person's kind of long term development because no, if they tough. have their confidence fucking destroyed, yeah, um, and and also if early on. Um, you know, certain sections of the crowd get on their get, back yeah. because of mistakes they've made, and I can I'll come on and make an example about that uh, very shortly. Um, then that can have a massive impact. Yeah. Um, just on that point, actually, like the other week, um, Mark Sykes was on 
you know, this is a guy playing his, I think, his third mm-hmm. professional, full-time yeah. professional football match, um, or certainly his third start anyway. Um, and um, we had a guy in front of us who, like, it's like I said, it had done okay. He hadn't had the greatest game, but it had done okay. He'd shown some bits of promise and potential. Yeah. Um, but a, cu- a couple of kind of minor mistakes that were quite obvious gave the ball away. You know, not in dangerous areas, but they were, they were, they were obvious. Yeah. And this guy down in front of us, who was there with, like, uh, his, his three-year-old and four-year-old son, like, just stands up and bellows, Get in the game, Sykes! Oh, for right? fuck's sake. And he did that twice. <laughs> Jesus he did Christ. that twice in the game, and like his kids, like one of them had his hands over his ears most oh of the time. Like, just like, God, sorry for these. Poor we could kids. easily do an entire pod about stupid things fans shout. Oh yeah, games yeah. Because they're always they're Come, always on it. Coming back to it, I mean, I know we've kind of mentioned it, but yeah. um, Swift gets uh, uh, an inordinate amount of of jip from the fans. I mean, all he has to do is give the ball away once. And he's suddenly the worst player on well, the field. Well, yeah. there are certain players that fans target to be on yeah. their back. And, so and every he, he is certainly is, one. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if it, it's it's got to him essentially. Uh, the, yeah, it will I, do. I, I'm mm. sure. I'm sure it doesn't help his play, um, particularly the type of player that he is. Um, I try and make all of my on pit. Well, I'm not on the pitch, but I try and make all of my at game advice. Mainly to the referee. That's the guy I mainly targeting <laughs> yeah. for it. And another thing that I feel that I do, which is good for the game as a whole, I'm looking for foul throws. I'm because I'm right on the touchline as well. Yeah. So every time I'm on top of those foul throws for them, the officials are not paying attention. They're not. It's no, ridiculous. No, 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 Pretty not. much every throw these days is a foul throw. Yeah, they yeah, just no, they don't really. police that anymore. It's fucking they? disgraceful. Yeah. It's, I'm sure we've brought this up. Before. <laughs> we have. We have. We we we, we could rename rename ourselves the uh, the the foul throw pod. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just dedicated to picking them up. I mean, we'd have an endless task. To and again, I I appreciate that Reading fans have had a rough time, but. The last couple of seasons, but just be a bit more supportive. Support of your, your team. team. Yes, yes, and, and I, I, I don't see why more fans don't do that. You know, yeah. It, the 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 regardless of what's happening off the pitch, before the pitch, or before the game rather, and after the game, and all of that kind of stuff is. But like for for that for that for that moment, the the, the players run out onto the pitch, um, to the bit that they go back down the tunnel. Yeah, like everybody in the in the crowd has to support them because mm. it is absolutely counterproductive mm, yes. to get on their back and you see you see players oh i pay my money yeah. see fans go i pay my money um i you know i this isn't fucking schoolboy football expect the best <laughs> and it's like it's like that's fine you might expect the best but pragmatically speaking giving your players abuse abuse and a grief and grief will make them play less well yeah. as footballers yeah. right as footballers, we all like it when fan, like as fans, we like love it when footballers come out and say, um, "Oh, it's great that the crowd were with us and that gave us yeah, that extra yeah, push." Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes us feel great as fans, and fans bang on about yeah. that all the time. And yet they expect them to suddenly play better when they give them abuse. Well, it's yeah. not going to because it'll make them nervous. Yeah. It'll make them worried about what they're doing. It makes them think twice about decisions they're making. It make them hesitant about things. They won't have that confidence. Confident footballers are good footballers. Yes. Yeah, not yeah. confident footballers are shit footballers. So in doing that, you are actively making your football team worse at playing football. Yeah. You cannot call yourself a supporter. That's, no, that's such a good point. And and also, you know, the 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 types the types of players that then try things in in attacking areas, they're gonna not 
try things because yeah. they know if they try something and it goes wrong then they're going to get a shitload of, mm-hmm. of abuse from mm-hmm. the uh, from the fans and um and why would someone want to go yeah. through that really the thing is when you look at i mean th- this is always a thing it's a risk reward thing right yeah. and when you see teams that play a very dynamic fast moving ball risky style of play it works out a lot of the time right it works out a lot of the time mm-hmm. and if you work really hard defensively when it doesn't work out you can you can react to it but when you're a team that every so often tries something, like once every five minutes you get an opportunity and you try it and it doesn't work, it's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. And then they revert back to type. And then the next time, yeah, exactly that. They don't want to try it out. But I think you've got to, you've got to take risks. You mm. have to if you're going to get anywhere. And when we saw Leeds play, oh, my God. Like, they just move the ball so fast every time and everything's like right on the edge, but they're getting away with it, you know? And they sneak a little pass tiny through and then all of a sudden, oh, a player's away. Mm. And it's one, two. And every time players are moving away from the ball all the time, you know, it's so good. It's really interesting so because I know, obviously I know it's a different manager there now as well, but, but Pep Clotet was assistant manager at Leeds um, and they had they'd carried a similar kind of ethos previously under different managers yeah. and certainly when Clotet was there. Um, and... That's the kind of football he was trying to get Oxford United to play, mm-hmm. um, and occasionally, occasionally it worked, and occasionally we looked fucking incredible. But the problem was he was trying to do that kind of high-speed technical game of football with players mm-hmm. who were kind of mid-league one yes. level. Yeah. They were not good enough or capable or technically equipped to do that kind of football. Yeah, and as a result, it kept you know when it didn't go well, it went really, really badly wrong. Yeah, well, that's what people are saying about Reading, but then. We've seen it this season. When they gain that confidence, they can absolutely play like that. I mean, the goal against Ipswich was, could be goal of the season in the Championship. Mm-hmm. It's fucking absolutely yeah. brilliant. Yeah. Uh, but but all you're saying is just keep trying that. Yeah. Just that thing, you did it, you know, keep trying it. But no, they get locked in a box of fear, basically, and they can't do anything. Very frustrating. But anyway, to be honest, I'd have taken, I'd have taken the results recently. So... Mm-hmm. Um, I think we will definitely will definitely take the nil nil away at Stoke one point outside the relegation zone, and after Oxford's win, which you're about to tell us about now, also one point above the relegation zone. It's funny. We are basically we're 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 doing the season together. Yeah, both yeah. you and me and the teams. <laughs> it's basically mirrored in the Championship and League One at the minute. It is. It, it's, it, to be honest with you, it's, been, it's made this process a, li- a lot easier that Reading have been. Because if you guys had been like top of the yeah. table and having a wonderful time, I'll be honest. The other week when you'd come away from that away game, um, <laughs> that, was that was hard. That, that. that was hard for hard work for me because we'd had a fucking terrible time. Yes. And, and, I, and, yeah. I, and I'll be honest, I didn't enjoy that recording. <laughs> <laughs> I was having a great time. Yeah, I'm sure but you did. The point is. We'll reach a point where both of us are, are, are getting up the top of the league <laughs> then, then so. it's going to be much better so um so yeah so oxford uh pff, crikey it was um it was an eventful afternoon yesterday so bradford city came mm. so this is off the back of um two really bad um results uh, so we got two uh, we played against uh, gillingham and rochdale both away from home both yeah. of them down there in amongst it um, in the relegation mire um, and we've come away with a point a solitary point and that was away uh, at Rochdale um, the so then we come up against Bradford so these are the games where we were thinking well we ought to be making getting all of our points yeah, together targeting some points because we've got some really difficult games in the final running some really difficult games in the final yes. running so we kind of need to make ourselves safe before that the good news for us and we spoke about this last time but the good news for us is that obviously the rest the, the bottom half of the division is so compressed now like 
we are now two points from the top half of the table, which yeah. is absolutely insane. But at the same time... Yeah, 44 points all the way up to 12th yeah. place or something mad. But at the same time, the teams below us, particularly prior to yesterday, the teams below us had kind of compressed up as well. So before yesterday, we were kind of three points off the you know mid-table, but also only three points or four points off the bottom of the table. Mm. So so it's it's still... You know, everyone's getting quite giddy and excited looking up, um, but 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 it is just as dangerous below us. Um, the and some teams finding form. I mean, Wimbledon's form unbelievable. We we mention it each week that they're sort of doing a little bit better, and, and but this, they've dragged themselves off the bottom. And, and this is this is this is the primary worry is that the teams who were below us or or indeed are below us uh, are amongst the teams getting form. So mm. whilst it's good that there are other teams above us getting dragged down into it. Um, it's it's potentially a problem. Well, no, it's, it's, to be honest with you, it's it's very relieving that that's happening because the teams below us are, are yeah. speeding up. So the good thing is, lots of people are getting dragged into it. I think that will be our saving grace this season. I don't think I think we'll probably scrape enough points together just about. But I think that, but it will be thankfully at the expense of some other teams like Walsall, yeah. for example, who are in complete disarray. Um, so. So we were up against Bradford. So Bradford were um, uh, two places below us. I think they were second bottom. Um, uh, Bradford were comfortably the worst side I've seen at the Kassam Stadium this season. Okay. Uh, they were really, really poor. Um, they really, really, really struggled with the with the wind. I mean, the, the conditions were dreadful. C- conditions across the country were awful yeah, on Saturday. Yeah, they were. Um, so the conditions were dreadful. Um, Brad, Bradford dealt with them significantly worse than we did. Um, so, so that's kind of... James Henry was probably loving it with the wind behind him, shooting from all angles. Uh, we, we had a lot of shots. He did, to be fair, he didn't have that many shots from outside the penalty area. For, weirdly, actually, one of the people who had most shots from outside the penalty area was Ahmed Kashi, defensive midfielder oh, yeah, that we've yeah. got in on loan. Um, he, um, uh, yeah, he just, yeah, like shooting from outside the penalty area. Guy can't shoot for shit. <laughs> um, when and it's windy, though, anything can happen, can't it? Not when Ahmed Kashi's shooting. Why did. Bradford struggled with the conditions so much. Were they trying to play the long ball and it was just swirling around? No, they're not very good at football. Right. No, yeah, no, there was a, there was a bit of that. So when they had the wind at their back in the first half, they yeah. were they were trying to play the ball into the channels and it would just go straight out for a goal kick. Yeah, yeah. Um, and little things like the goalkeeper would kind of like, oh, I'll do a quick long one. Oh no, yeah, do a quick like bowl the ball out to the uh, to the mm, yeah, to the yeah. uh, the winger who's in a bit of space and would like throw the ball a good 50 metres in front of the guy <laughs> and and there was no chance of him kind of catching up. So they struggled with that with that mm. aspect of it really, really badly. They, they, they didn't deal with it. Um, and they were just generally bad. They were just misplacing passes even that weren't to do with the win. They were just a shit football team. Mm. Um, the... Um, Carl Robinson reverted to the, the the formation that gave us the absolutely horrible run at the start of the season by having two defensive midfielders um, in front of the defence. He actually went with Ahmed Cash and Cameron Brannigan. Um, I think everybody acknowledges that the thing that has that, that has helped Cameron Brannigan's game immensely was when Messini was put as the yeah. sole yes. defensive midfielder, and that has enormously helped Cameron Brannigan's game going forward. And, and and I was even saying it at the start of the season: the guy needs to be playing more attacking football. Um, I think he's he's stronger and more confident now that he was he was better in that defensive midfield role yesterday than he had been. Uh, earlier in the season, but also I think part of that is also the quality of the opposition. Ahmed Kashi seemed to play okay. Um, the player pair of them actually worked quite well together, but they worked quite well together 
sat deep against a shit football team mm, when actually yeah, where we yeah. wanted people working well together was much further up the pitch. Nevertheless, having said that, we've created an awful lot of chances. We Our, our quality in the final third was absolutely dreadful. I mean, it was fucking rubbish. And this is... We're this just is, catching up on the highlights here. Yeah, yeah. it's just echoes of everything we were saying at the start of the season. We were creating opportunities. The The quality of our final ball and the quality of the shooting was fucking dog shit. Now, on, on, on another day, a lot of those goals might have gone... A lot of those goals yeah. might have been on yeah. target... Or gone in or whatever um, and I think that is the key to what happened to it in our kind of good spell in the run up to Christmas run up to Christmas is that these goals these shots were going in but the problem is is we're relying on kind of attacking midfielders to get our goals yeah. who are not going to score 20 goals a season and and these people are particularly because they're playing at league one level they're naturally going to run hot and cold and this has been the problem throughout the season is that we're relying on those kinds of players to score our goals because we don't have a recognised goal scorer. It's another we example still do not of, have a recognised goal scorer. Of Carl Robinson just about getting away with it, isn't and, it? Like just about getting away with it. And, and, and this is this is the big problem. You're about to see the goal. Yeah, because yeah, watch this, because yeah. the finish is fucking wonderful. Yeah, it is a great finish. Um the oh, X Redding, obviously. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> that's, that, that was that little bit of quality yeah, there. That was yeah. just popped up yeah. there, a little um, bit of quality. But yeah. In, in that, and in, in this is the thing: it's obviously the, the the nature of the goal and what happened afterwards, which we'll come on to in a minute. Yeah. Um, the nature of that goal and the, what came after it has meant that everybody's in a really kind of positive frame of mind. Everybody's really happy and yeah. looking. Oh, look, we're only two points off the top of the table, uh, the top half of the table, and. Um, and you know, I don't, I don't, I don't want to be old, you know, Billy Doom and Gloom here or anything. But, but the fact is, that is one win from three games against relegation threatened teams, and that win has come against the worst team, who are now bottom of the table as well, the worst yeah, team yeah, in yeah. the division that I've seen by a distance. And it was a ninety-fourth minute scraping a win. Well, a, a ninety-plus minute goal that Andy shouldn't have stood. So. I, I, this, <laughs> let's go back a bit. Let's quickly recap for people who aren't I mean, aware it's, of it's, it. It's a joke. Let's quickly recap for people who aren't aware of it. Yeah. I, um, I won't go into too much detail because it's all out there on Twitter and social yeah. media and stuff and you can see all the video footage. But basically we, uh, they had a they had an attempt on goal. They spurned it, missed an open goal, basically yeah. more or less. Um, we took a very very quick goal kick, mm-hmm. um, and then we went up the other end and scored, basically. Yeah. Um, and then after we scored, and, and we had all the wonderful celebrations. It was all really good. And the referee kind of takes it back to the centre spot, and then he goes and has a chat to his linesman. Oh, and then there was boy. this kind of this kind of fiasco going on. Lots of people shouting and pushing and shoving and stuff. Referee then picks up the ball and basically points towards the penalty area. Now, people initially were thinking that he'd awarded Bradford a penalty. Uh, it turns out what it actually was is that he was saying, I'm taking it back for a goal kick. That goal kick has to be retaken. Um, so on, we're, just about, we're just watching the video. Everyone yeah, can watch this on Sky Sports. So that was the goal kick, Don, because I don't know if you've seen this. So I'll just be interested to know your opinion on it. So they missed their chance. There's mm. two players, two or three players down of both teams in the box. Keeper gets the ball, lays it down, instantly plays it with players in the box. Like, there were six or seven players in the box there. So the argument... Well, what the linesman, I guess, was saying to the ref was that, I just want to tell you, this goal kick was taken with players in the box. But the ref the ref saw that. The ref was right there. Yeah, you, of course. You wind that back. The ref, the ref is within 10 metres of that actually it seemed, happening. It does seem very weird that, that he went back to discuss it at all, you know? 
It's inter- interesting actually because you watch this. The um the the lines. Yeah, you, and there's you, the ref and he points for the goal kick. Yeah, fine. And he allows it to happen. If you, interesting, if you watch this, you keep an the eye. The ref's on, watching. Yeah, you watch. Keep yeah. So he's there. He knows what's happening. You watch the linesman. He's carrying like, on with the he game. Stops. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. And he just stops there. Now I don't know if he's stopping there because actually he needs to look, he needs to be along the yeah the, the defensive, defensive line. line so yeah. actually that might just be why he's stopping there. But um, but anyway, all all, all of that aside. Um, it's an interesting. The, one. the 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 two points that that hold that that hold any kind of water here yeah. are: should that goal kick be allowed to take be taken with all those players in the penalty area? And there is a suggestion as well that um, that Josh Ruffles touched the ball before it left the penalty area. Okay. Uh, there's one guy who's got footage of it who's taken a freeze frame saying, "Look, he's touching it." But actually, in his footage, you can't see Josh Ruffles touch the ball because right, somebody okay. suddenly comes across the camera. Okay. Um, and so there's so that's inconclusive. Yes. Um, yeah. But. That's the only one that could stop the the game. So from what I understand, is somebody's done some kind of analysis of the rules here. Is that the the, the rules about having pe- people in the penalty area while a, whilst a goal kick is taken is to benefit the defending team. It yes. is to prevent attacking players yeah, going blocking, blocking and, yeah. and slowing down or preventing the person to, yes. and all of that kind of stuff. So it is there for the benefit of the defending team and therefore if it is to the benefit of the defending it's advantage, team right? you just carry on playing. The ref's playing will. advantage so, exactly. effectively. And he is allowing the game to play and he's allowing yeah. the game to, to, to yeah. flow. Um, I, can't, the... I, I can't see any problem with it to be honest. It no. seems ridiculous. Um, the... But... It, well, and you know, at the end of the day, I think the, the right decision. Went. But it was the five minutes of bollocks it, after was, you've just scored a goal. And this right? is and this is the thing is is that you know he, he then had you know he went through that thing. He went over, spoke to the linesman on that side, yeah. um, and then pointed to the guy. And they walked over, spoke to the goalkeeper very briefly, and then just kind of stopped and then went running over to the linesman on the other side, the one as far away from Jesus it as humanly possible. And then he spends ages talking to him. Um, <laughs> and I genuinely think that he was he was doing that to go. What do you reckon? Yeah. What should yeah. I do here? Yeah. What should I do here? Because, like, can I take this back? Can I take this back for the goal kick? And the answer that, of course, you fucking no, you can't. can't. Yeah, <laughs> it was like well, by the time they finished the discussion, it was about six minutes yeah. ago. <laughs> by, by all means, at that point, blow your whistle and say, "Sorry, I want this penalty area cleared before you take that goal kick." Yeah. Right? By yeah, all means, yeah. if, yeah, if you'd yeah, done yeah. that, I don't think anybody yeah. would have batted an eyelid. Might not have scored um, the goal then. Of course. Well, no, we probably wouldn't have scored the goal then. But but you know, nobody would have batted an eyelid. It would have no, been fine. Totally. So I mean, it was a huge fiasco. It was handled badly by the linesman and by the referee. Um, um, in the grand scheme of things, I, I, I don't think it. I don't think it. You know, the the, the right team won that football game yes. as a result yes. of that, right? Whether or not it was the fair circumstances or whatever, I, I ultimately don't really care too much. Actually, do you know what? I couldn't give a shit even if it was a massive, exactly. <laughs> massive like three points in um, the bucket. But get them in. And actually, weirdly, I I think from a football club's perspective, I actually think that is exactly what we needed right now. Because that at one moment, at one moment in that stadium, because we had the, 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 the chaotic scenes of kind of celebration, um, everybody running around all over yeah. the place, people jumping on top of each other because it was that kind limbs. of... Like, limbs. Limbs, exactly, limbs. Perfect um, example of limbs. Uh, the, the crowd were doing bits. They were. Oh, the it crowd was, were doing bits in that case. It was scenes. Yeah. It was. Hashtag um, scenes. And um, it was, and so all of that was wonderful. And then we had that whole fiasco, and everyone was like, "What the hell is going on?" Watch yeah. if you can find the Bradford fans video, watch it and listen to it because he's go. He says, 
what's happened? What's happened? <laughs> About 15 times. It honestly, and his, and his confusion is shared by everybody else's yes, confusion. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. was a complete fiasco. Um, but at that, in that moment, everybody's kind of like incredulity, everybody's yes. kind of fury and anger and confusion. And then the final kind of excite, excitement when the, the, the goal was finally given, um, or do you know what? Relief, not excitement. Um, it, it drew every single person in that stadium together, mm. um, and, we, and we were basically entirely united as a unit. Because there's been lots of division between fans and between fans in the in the the, the players and fans in the, yeah, the bench yeah. in the bench and all of that. At one moment, everybody yes. was on the same side for yeah. a very brief period of time. I was even on Carl <laughs> Robinson's side <laughs> at that word. moment wow. because because if they if they if they'd ruled that goal out, which at one point they mm. were doing. I wouldn't have cared what he said yeah, on the yeah. post-match interview yeah. because it would it would have been an absolute fucking shambles if they'd overturned that goal, yeah. um, and and so at one moment we were all kind of like for a very short brief period of time we were all kind of united and it's something like that might might just be the thing that we need mm-hmm. to kickstart a little spark of something yes. for us to just get ourselves over the line sure as hell shit at the managers not managing that sure um and the players at the moment are not managing it because their quality at the the, the moments that matter are, are, are deserting them so little something like that will just possibly be enough just to give us that that push forward there is a big butt here, and it's a big, ugly, hairy butt that's been badly washed. And that is, we were really bad in that game. I mean, we were not bad in that game, in that we were by far the better yeah. team. But the 26 fact, but shots. 26 shots, yeah. but scored, no, scored none apart from one right at the very, very mm. end. It there are still little alarm bells there for me that when we actually come up against good opposition we are going to be so far behind yeah. to be in trouble. Now, we can look how we're, how close we are to the, the top half of the table as much as we like. We might even go top half of the table next week if we win our game and other results go away. But the fact is, we will still only be a couple of points above the drop zone. Yeah. And we will still be in danger, just as those te- teams who are mid-table at the moment are still in danger. And I still have absolutely no confidence that we are well enough equipped to deal with that fight. Here's a quick question. Yeah. As someone that, I'll be honest, hasn't really followed Oxford United nope. much, um, what were your expectations or hopes for this season? At the beginning of the season, what, what were you looking for and how far off those expectations do you think you are currently? So Jesus Christ, that's, that's a dangerous question. Well, that's an, inter- no, that's an interesting <laughs> question. So so in, in a, it's actually quite a complicated answer, uh, it, it, but it's going to be because because... After being after being um, promoted from League Two with Appleton as our manager, we were kind of we were looking to push on and build on, looking realistically at over the course of a couple of seasons, making our way hopefully towards the championship. And then we um, then we lost Michael Appleton. That's football. Shit happens. You get a good manager in your League One club. Sometimes you lose your manager. Just happens. Um, we then appointed this kind of young, up and coming, you know, young coach who who may or may not turn out to be a great manager. It was always a bit of a gamble. Didn't pay off. I still think we could have given him a bit more time, to be perfectly honest with you. But there were problems there. But we under under Pep Clotet, I think that, I think we could realistically have expected some kind of mid table, particularly with the budget we had and the budget we still have. Um, but that didn't come off, and then everything went horribly wrong. We sacked Pep Clotet, to be fair, off the back of a 
bunch of fairly shitty results. Mm. Um, and we have not recovered since. Now, the appointment of Carl Robinson um, towards the end of what, March, February, March last season, um, he had a pretty poor start, but he picked up a team that was in disarray. He then managed to get them playing that kind of high press, high tempo football. And we actually thought, well, you know what? Can't stand the guy, but at least he's kind of, you know, he's got us over the line. It wasn't a particularly difficult task given the quality of players that we, he mm. was, you know, was working with. Um, but he managed to get, get us over the line. So, on paper, particularly with the budget at the start of the summer, you're looking at that going, do you know what? Actually, we could go on. We could, we, you know, we potentially go on and, and, and be competitive. They, they say we've got a top eight budget. Um, so we could be competitive in this division. Um, and then we had squad, a hot... Squad worth seven million, I saw the other day. I don't, uh, I don't, on, but I don't know what that means in context of the other yeah, team. So, I, yeah, I but, don't know. But they say top eight budget anyway. Yeah, okay. um, but the... But the problem is, is that the we did fuck all over the summer. Um, our, our recruitment was a shambles in the summer. It was a shambles in January as well, frankly. So who, um, who was in charge in the summer? So Carl Robinson was charged Carl in the Robinson. summer. So okay. Carl Robinson was in charge in the summer. It was his first full transfer window. It was his right. first transfer window. Um, supposedly being well-backed. Um, he, um, yeah, so, I mean, long story short, he has not, I, th- I, th- I think, I think, Mid-table would have been a super realistic expectation. Mm. I think I think pushing towards the playoffs wouldn't have been over-egging the pudding. We shouldn't have been... We shouldn't be kind of... I don't see that would be us having... Uh, being too big for our boots, suggesting that we should be pushing for the, for the playoffs. Yeah. Um, no, you know, I, I don't think so. I mean, with any kind of new manager, you kind of expect, you expect a, a bit, a period of transition, um, but a period of transition with the budget we've got to be around mid kind of mid table whilst you kind of build for the future. So, so this is significantly beyond significantly worse than what we could or should have been expecting yeah, this sure, season. Sure, sure. Um, well, what we're going to do, Andy, Mm-hmm. We're going to find out whether it's enough. So we're going to take a little break, and then after that break, we are going to find out if Oxford have got enough to survive, and you will be making me before, a pie. Before we do that, before we do that, I'm just going to say a couple of names, and we'll we'll explore these in our next episode. Okay, okay. Sammy Carruthers. Okay, okay. And just, I'm going to leave that light like like right. floating in the air for all of the Oxygenite okay. supporters yeah. listening to this because they'll know what I mean. Sammy Carruthers, okay. And also, just finally, one final little thing I want to say. Yeah. James Constable, mm-hmm. um, Oxford United legend. Bino. One of the, yeah, one of the nicest people in football. Yeah. Has just been given a job as, because he's basically had to retire from full-time football, just kind of his, um, he's get to the end of his career. Yeah. Um, he was at Paul Town, um, basically, most recently. Um, and he has taken taking the decision to retire kind of did it quite publicly on social media got loads of support um he has now been given a role as uh i'm not 100 percent sure what the role is but he's like basically an ambassador kind of thing for the oxygen united in the community charity yeah, very good which is honestly fuck it's such great news he's such a great guy that's awesome um, it's it's wonderful that he's got a job in you know got a job in football yeah even better that he's got a job at a club that he loves so much you very rarely get kind of players who commit themselves wholly to a football club yeah, yeah, yeah. um and you know this is a player who has tried to who's you know a former manager of ours tried to force him out the door a couple of times mm. um and he said no i'm staying here i love it here this is the club that i want to be at 
Um, nice. And so his 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 amazing kind of dedication and loyalty to the club has been rewarded by a great role where he's going to go out there and do loads of stuff for the community trust cool. and stuff like that. Um, so. So big thumbs up to Bino. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait to see him, hopefully, around the club. Uh, he's a fucking brilliant guy. Ask him to come on the pod. I probably could get him on. That would be amazing. <laughs> that would be amazing. Oxford ledge. Yeah. Uh, excellent. Right, we will take a little break. And when we come back, we are gonna we are going to decide how things are going to go for the rest of the season. Carl Robinson here. People tell me this is just a podcast, but it's so much more than that. Right. And today... We are going to define the rest of the season for our beloved clubs. Okay. We're going to start off. Uh, John is going to run through the remaining fixtures uh, for the Yellows, and you are going to give us a score prediction for each okay. of these games. And at the end of it, the, the machine is going to give you your final points total for the season. Right. And then we will judge if that is enough or not to keep you up and for me to eat a delicious pie. Right. <laughs> okay. Right hey, now. hey, hey, I never promised anything about delicious. <laughs> that, that is true. Uh, John, right, off you go. So first up, Rochdale away. So we've done Rochdale and Bradford, so we are a little bit far oh, behind. So, ah, yeah, so, so, okay. so we're on Coventry now. Coventry, Coventry yeah. away then. So Coventry away, that's coming up on Saturday. Uh, I think we will lose 1-0. Mm. Uh, yeah, I just, yeah, I have no confidence. About anything ever. This is the problem you're going to get. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to losing results in all of these. Okay. Uh, next one, Wickham at home. Uh, Wickham at home, I think we'll win that. That's got to be, be a winnable game. It's a, it's a, bit, it's a big crowd. Wickham are uh, sort of a derby. They're, they're, uh, uh, ish. Christ, don't even start that. I oh, know, yes, but where is. we are is sort no, of um, a derby. It, right, okay, here we go. It is a derby. Right, <laughs> I'm going to get lynched for that, but oh, it, it is a derby. Um, we, when we actually play Wickham, I will explain to everybody why it's a derby and okay. why and why they're wrong to suggest it's not. Okay. Okay. I mean, it's the nearest club in the league, isn't it? Geographically. Uh, possibly. <laughs> yeah, possibly. Possibly <laughs> MK Dons. Mm, close. Sure. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. Coven, uh, sorry. Yes. Wickham. Win. Home win. Uh, yes. Yeah, so we go, oh, yeah, we're going to win. So I reckon we'll win that 2 now. Oh, strong. Mm, yeah. oh, strong. Uh, so next up, we've got Walsall away. See now, see this is a big problem. Is that Warsaw? Uh, no, so they've just dropped. They're into the rubbish. They've, at the just, moment. they've just dropped into the relegation zone for the first time this season. Yeah. They've lost five in a row. Then they picked up a couple of reasonable results, and then they lost again uh, yesterday. So they are now in the drop zone, um, which means we will lose to them. Oh, score prediction three two. Oh, oh. oh. Um, and and we will be two one up in that game as well, and we will lose three two. Oh. I love, I love the, spe- yeah. the specificity yeah. of your uh, prediction there. Uh, and then we've got the mighty AFC Wimbledon at home. Uh, yeah, so we'll win- lose that one again. Wimbledon uh, so- climbing their way to potential safety. Uh, yeah, so we'll lose that one 2-1. Oh, um, this is not, not we 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 we, great. we we used to have a good result. We used to have a good uh, record against uh, against Wimbledon. We we've not so much in recent years. Mm. Um, Think they beat us earlier in this season at their place. Um, they certainly certainly beat us beat us last season live on Sky, which was really embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we we only ever lose on Sky again. Uh, lose on Sky. So yeah. So go on, go. then, Jono. He's broken it a little bit. He's broken we it. We should have. Oh, we can use a pen and paper actually. So what what, what was the score there for Charlton? You said oh, we haven't done Charlton. We haven't done yet. Charlton. Oh well, let's do yeah. Charlton then. Okay, let's do Charlton. <laughs> uh, Charlton. Charlton, at Charlton at home. We'll lose that three 0 Three 0 they're, yeah. they're a good start. 
Um, and also, it's, it's you know, it's Carl Robinson's former team. So, you know, it, it should be a needle match and it's just going to be a horror show. Mm. And then Shrewsbury away? Uh, Shrewsbury away. I've just noticed that you're having to put the predicted points in yourself. I thought this a clever spreadsheet oh, was going to calculate it. No, so, I no. did think about okay. that and then I ran, out. <laughs> I ran out of energy. I thought it was easy just to put one or three in. Um, okay, Shrewsbury, uh, Shrewsbury away. Uh, we will draw that one to a piece. Mm. Maybe a goal for X Reading and Shrewsbury legend Dave Edwards. Mm-mm. Maybe. 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 He was a nice chap, I He's a very nice bloke, yeah, David. Yeah, okay. Donny Donny at home. Doncaster at home. Now so we'll actually get a surprise result out of these guys because it's got it's you know, they're they're a good side there. I think think they're currently in the, the playoffs. Yeah. So um and they will be expecting to win that and we're gonna pull off an incredible result uh mm. and draw nil nil. <laughs> Strong. Nice. Uh, and finally, last game of the season, Luton Town away. Oh. 8 0 to Luton. <laughs> no, uh, uh, no I, I, I do worry about that because it's probably going to be their their championship party game. Yeah. Um, and if, well, we, that, if we go into that. Well, that could be good. Um, I mean, it's quite possible that they'll go there not having anything to play for. I don't think they'll be that far ahead. Okay. I don't think they'll be that far ahead. So I think, cause mm. I think, I think the, the, the league's going to go down to the wire. Okay. Um, so I think if we go into this game needing anything and if. My predictions are true. We yeah. will need something out of it. So give us the points total then. Oh, hang on, hang on. I haven't done my, my yep. prediction for Luton. Oh, I don't actually think. It oh, I thought you really now. thought no. it would be. Um, no, let's go. Let's go with um, two 0 to Luton. Okay. So, so that currently sitting pretty on forty three. Your predictions leave Oxford on That's an additional five points, I believe. Jesus, five which points from the last boy. game. Which isn't I, a lot. I that's mean, five 40, from eight is more than you've managed this season, isn't it? Let's that's be 48. Fair. Is that enough to stay up in League One? Uh, so 52 is the magic mm. number of, in, in okay. League One. So in, uh, if you go like, over the last 10 years, I think like uh, 51 points is tended to be enough. Teams tend to go down on 50 or 49 points. Uh, yeah. A couple of seasons, 49 points has been enough. Um, but more often than not, if you get fewer than 50 points, you're down. Um, mm. And uh, 51 points is more often than not, 51 points is enough for safety. So I might not be getting that pie after all. No. <laughs> I, I, I'm To be fair, based on our points per game ratio that I have predicted significantly worse than, than we've actually managed yes. over the whole season. But we have had spells that have been worse than that. So, mm. so well then, so there we go. So the predict the prediction of 40, what was what did you say? 48, 48 for Oxford points. to finish on. We yeah, will keep okay. an eye on those over the next few weeks as we go forward. So I'm going to ask you, Andy, now to take the baton. I've got the baton firmly um, gripped. Uh, you might not try and use the machine for the scores. Maybe just put the um, maybe no, just put the points in because right. you've got to do both there. Because I've given you quite a tough task. That's though. all right. I can do it. Can I you can do, do it? it. Oh, I, can, I can do that. No, one. no, I can. Kind do of it. worked it out. Now. No, I can. No, I've got it. <laughs> I know what I'm doing. I, I love tasking you boys with some production over there. You've, <laughs> John, you've got to think about numbers. Well, sure, I thought you were going you to start with Sai, are you? Well, I am going to start with Sai, but I also yeah. need practice for when it's your turn. All right. Well, well we, we do we, both at the same time. We have to read the list twice. We've spoken about this way too much. We have, yeah. Right. Okay. So, we've lifted the kimono. Predicted result, Sai. Yeah. Preston North End at home. So Preston are one of the form sides in the league very very strong uh, although it's at home I think it's going to be very hard for us to win that game I'm going to predict a 2-0 PNE victory 
Nil two. Predicted points, zero points. John, uh, Preston North End at home. I, I agree that it's going to be tough. Um, I've just got a funny feeling that we might walk away with a point there, so I'm going to go for a 1-1 score draw. One a apiece. score draw. That score one, draw. one for the pools there, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> pools panel, home win. No score draw. Go on, sorry. Uh, so, Si, next game, Hull City away from home for Reading FC. Hull City, uh, mid-table team, doing nothing, basically, winning some, losing some. Uh, I'm going to say that we get a draw out of this game. We're going to go for a uh, one-all draw. Mo Barrow to score. Mo Barrow to score. (laughs) Okay, so so Jono, Hull City away. So, again, I think, you know, mid-table don't have a lot to play for. They're not in danger of going down and they're probably not going to make the playoffs. They've got no edge. They've got no edge. Well, exactly. I think think at this stage of the season, you do find those, those types of teams will often drop drop point so i'm actually going to go for a reading win oh, uh, lovely a, a very tight one nil one nil to Reading. oh no that's away a nil a nil one nil one three points into reading <laughs> and he's turned into a judge from the fucking eurovision song contest <laughs> like doing the bingo maybe. yeah yeah Norwich City away. Uh, loss, heavy loss. <laughs> uh, four nil, four nil Norwich. Oh dearie me, nil four. No four nil. Not much four debate. Four nil. So nil points for Reading and Jono. Sim- similar. I'm going to oh, go for a, boys. a three-one loss. <laughs> oh, oh boys! You've got to score and a goal. That's good. Huh? <laughs> we'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take okay then. So Sai, you have got uh, the bees, Brentford. Yes, so Brentford bees. Brentford have had a mixed bag this season. Some good, some sometimes maybe good, sometimes maybe <laughs> shit. Uh, I think they'll be shit, and this will be a home win for the Royals. Ah, I think win. we're going to bag a couple of goals in this one. 2-0. Two 2-0 nil. Two nil to Reading. And Jono, Brentford I, at home. Yeah, I agree. I'll, I'll go along with that. Um, I think it's probably going to be closer, though. I'm going to go 2-1. 2-1 to Reading. Three points to Reading. Very odd to have those three points. I better put like three in there, I don't know. Um, okay, so next is uh, Bristol City away. Bristol City have been good this season until now when they are shit. So I think we're playing them at a very good time. It's a, it's a, it's a bank holiday weekend game. Bristol's going to be party time uh, at the uh, Ashton Gate. Uh, we're going to get a victory in that game. Oh, crikey. That's going to be the one, I think. I think that Is will it? be the game that, that keeps us in the league. Nice. And I think it will be it will be Reading 2-1 up until the last few minutes, and then we'll get a third Ooh. to seal it, and it will be absolute scenes. Limbs. It will be limbs in the crowd. 1-3 three, one, one, three Reading. 1-3. Three. Yeah. three points to Reading. Okay, Jono. I, 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 like, I like your confidence, mm. Simon. Um I mean, there's a lot of games between now and then, though, so their form might pick up. But as you say, based on their current form, they are in 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 a bad place. Um, I don't know. I think I might go for a draw here, though. Um, a, a fairly boring nil nil. We're gonna, we're going to be at that game, so we can we can give uh, I know can give our our pitch side report uh, nil a piece there for Jono. So here we go, West Bromwich Albion at home. Uh, this will be after we after we've sealed uh, our place in the championship for next season With against Bristol City. 
we will lose this game very, very badly oh dear. because the pressure will be off. West Brom and Shell will be a very good side. They'll be pushing to get into maybe, you know, third place at the top of the tree for the playoffs. They'll beat us 2-0. Two 2-0. Nil. Two nil. I'm just going to, I'm just going to, I'm going to just pop up here and mm. say that, that you're going to, in, according to your predictions, you're going to get seven points from, uh, before the West Bromwich Albion game. Yeah, I think that's there enough. Will be, there will be then be nine points to play for. So you mm. think you'll be mathematically safe at that point? I think that's I think so. a mistake. I think How many so. points? But you're only one point above the relegation. We're one point, now. but seven would give us seven points. Would give us forty-four. But seven. But you could. That, think so. that wouldn't be enough to be mathematically safe. No, not. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're right. Maybe yeah. not mathematically okay. safe. You're right. Yeah. So, so possibly theoretically it, safe. Yeah. Ma- making making it a, uh, a worrying run in. Well, it is going to. There's no doubt about that. A dreadful defeat at home to West Bromwich Albion. Yeah. So, what was your score a on two that? Two nil. WBA. So nil two. Yeah. No points for Reading. Time for John's prediction. Uh yeah, West Brom are going to beat us there definitely. Oh um, two nil. Okay, so nil. Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah. nil two. Two nil. Yeah. Nil points. There uh, we go. Here we go. We're getting into the uh, the pointy end of business here, mm. and it is Middlesbrough away. Now I fucking hate Middlesbrough <laughs> <laughs> so much so that you spelt their name wrong. Yeah, thing, yeah, yeah. And Tony Pulis. There's so many bloody letters in Middlesbrough. You just, <laughs> get, you just get bored after a while. They, don't you? they really hate it if you put that extra O in. Oh, it's fucking hilarious. Fucking, anyway, Tony Pulis and Middlesbrough. What a miserable team and a awful <laughs> fucking bunch of <laughs> bastards. Uh, just out of just out of vitriol, I'm going to say we're going to win that game one 0 Okay, so that's away from home. So that's nil one, three yeah. points. Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> and Jono, Middlesbrough. How do you feel about Middlesbrough? Uh, I can probably echo Simon's comments there. I mean, they were when when they came to to the Madstad, they were awful scum. from a from Sub, a subhuman scum. from a football point of view. <laughs> it was terrible. Um, they kicked us up and down the pitch. Yeah. Um, it's, I. It's Kick them up and down the training pitch. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, I, I I think my heart is saying I would absolutely love it if we beat them. Yeah, they're, um, they're a much better team than us. So I'm, I'm going to go... But again, I don't think, from a footballing point of view, I don't think they had any really standout no. performers. Big men. Standout They've players. got big men. They just lumped it up there yeah. every every bloody... Every time, um, no, I'm I'm going to go for a, a one nil win against Middlesbrough. So that is nil one in Reading's favour. Three yeah. points. There's a lot of betting with our hearts here. There yeah. we go, Birmingham. So last day of the season, it's all going to be it's all going to be up in the air. Probably on that last day of the season, really comes to it. Uh, I think we will get a two two draw. Desmond, a Desmond, an Archbishop, yes, two apiece. One point for the Royals. Jono. Well, I, I, we played them in the League Cup earlier this season and beat them actually quite comfortably. I John Swift scored a beautiful free kick in that he game, did. John. It was, a, it was a cracker. It was a cracker. <laughs> um, Swifty showing what he can do. There. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but I'm I'm not, you know, I don't know whether they played a weakened team or, or, or you know, um, if it was a full-strength team. But but they didn't play very well. Um I don't really know much about them. They're fairly kind of mid-table. Tapes, yeah. yeah, they're not really probably going to have much to play for. So again, maybe, I don't know, maybe a draw there. Mm. 
One. Score draw? No one score draw. One one. One apiece. Yeah. Well, I'm right. nervous now. A point. I think we've been quite generous here. We, we are definitely. <laughs> oh, so you have you've at least done it so that this count counts up here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we should yeah, give yeah, you yeah, the final point. point. So um hang on a go. Here we go. So um Sai, you have got Reading finish on the grand total of 49 points. So that's three, three wins, three draws. 49, you, we've losses. got to be safe with 49. I think 44, 45 is going to be the magic number this I year. I think that's very optimistic. Though. <laughs> well, it's the away win at Middlesbrough, yeah. which is almost certainly not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, but you never know. Sorry, that was uh, that was Jono's prediction, 49 oh, that was points. Uh, so you were 48 points. Oh, fuck. 48, uh, yeah, okay. So you just had one one less draw. <laughs> My concern with that is that I think we've probably given ourselves three too many on both sides. Yeah, I mean you felt generous. Yeah, you felt generous. Whilst, whilst yeah. I was you've I was been, very stingy with my were, predictions. You've mm. been very generous. I with, really think and, we're going to beat and, Bristol City though. And yet we've all mm. ended up on forty eight points basically. Oh yeah, it's a good. So shout. even with my massively doom and gloom predictions, yeah. that's put us on a similar points. Prediction. I think that gives you. I think that, I think you should. I think you should be fine. I don't right? think we'll be fine with forty eight. I mean, I, we probably will be fine. I probably have been overly yeah negative there but but 48 won't be enough. I think although I thought this would be a fun exercise I think now it's just a bit <laughs> a bit depressing <laughs> but now now we've got an idea we're in the business end we are really in the business end and every point from every game is going to count now uh yeah yeah big time and um it, it needs to happen really quickly for yeah. us um we cannot go into Charlton well, our last four games: Charlton, Shrewsbury, Doncaster, and Luton. Only Shrewsbury are a, a you know are a poor side out of that. We've got three really good sides in mm. our last four games of the season. We cannot go into those games urgently needing points. I think the thing in Oxford's favour is that there is a collection of maybe eight teams that could be drawn into a relegation mm-hmm. battle now. I think for Reading, there's really four fighting yeah. for that last place. So, I think it's really going to come down to those four teams that are right now. In the in the final relegation spot and the three above and that's it, so I'm a bit concerned because it only takes one team to hit a bit of form. It could be us. It could be us. Of, of all those teams down there, we are, you know, us and Rotherham are actually doing okay. Mm. So we shall see. But Nervy there we times, go. But, I'm fucking nervous. Now. Yeah, but and do you know what? Actually, before before yesterday's game, I was I was nervous for the first time because I think a lot of what's happened over the last over the last season it has actually it's genuinely sucked a little bit of the kind of what's the word I'm looking for like wanderness out of the you're right you're right I've just had I've missed my fucking eBay oh, oh no. you absolute bastards oh, so, <laughs> you're kidding me sorry uh so- <laughs> that's so annoying. He just, Johnny just called us bastards. <laughs> oh, 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 that's that, so annoying. That is frustrating. Look, he's gone for really cheap as well. Yeah, I know. Oh, you Ugh. bunch of fucking pieces. Right. Sorry, sorry. Podcast. <laughs> Shut it down. <laughs> Shut the whole thing down. Do you know what? When you when you what put your hand in ball like? when you put yeah. your hand in the, hand in the air <laughs> like that, I thought we'd just done the last like like. 25 minutes yeah. without it recording. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would have been worse. I'll be honest with you, it would have been much worse. It would have been much worse. Oh, well, anyway. Well, that's put a downer on things. 
don't care what happens now. I've missed yeah. out on my bike. Both, both teams get relegated and I've lost my fucking eBay. Oh, dear. Right. Well, there you have it. Uh, we come to the end of another brilliantly uh, professional... Uh, <laughs> it was slick. ...worldly podcast. Uh, thank you for listening, everybody. Yeah, it's been um, wonderful, hasn't it? Yeah, I think now we've got... Yeah, now we've got those numbers in the book. We can review those over the coming weeks and see how poorly uh, we predicted those results. And catch us uh, on WorldyPod, uh, Instagram and Twitter and all those things. And say goodbye, Andy. Yeah, cheerio, everybody. And say goodbye, Jono. Ta-ta. It's been a pleasure having you, John, on the pod. And we'll see you next time on Worldy. Slick.